Today, I'm talking to sustainable business coach Deborah Lindsay about the impact the COVID-19 crisis has had on the environment and how business owners can incorporate circular economy strategies into their own companies to make them more sustainable and resilient in a rapidly changing world. If you wouldn't mind explaining uh, circular economy as, uh, from, from how you see it and your experiences in it. Right. Okay. Well, thank you. So the definition, and this comes from the Ellen MacArthur Foundation, who Ellen MacArthur was the developer of the circular economy framework. She didn't develop it out of thin air. It came from many, many years of work in other organizations, but she just synthesized it into this new sort of incarnation. And the circular economy has a vision and approach. And I'm taking this from the Ellen MacArthur foundation.org website. It's the vision and approach to making a thriving economy by designing out waste and pollution, keeping products and materials in use, and regenerating our natural systems. So that's what the circular economy is. But here's the key around all of that that's unique to this principle is the thriving economy piece. So Organizations such as Cradle to Cradle, uh, Industrial Ecology, Biomimicry, Blue Economy, all of those, although Blue Economy has the word economy in it, but the, the essential component is how do we live within the bounds of our planet as well as keeping our economy going and that, and, and not just going, but, but growing and thriving. And it has been the bane of of people trying to understand how to live in the bounds of our planet and keep growing our economy for decades. Since the 70s, people have been saying, you know, you you cut back on growth and you diminish the economy. So the circular economy principles are helping to unleash or, or reimagine how we can have um, a change in our production and how we how we bring goods into the world as well as keeping our economy thriving and stay within the limits of our planet. Perfect. And so then if you could explain a little bit about what businesses can do to support the circular economy and how it also is tied in more with the, you know, to help with the recovery for COVID-19. Right. So the so this goes to what is the thriving economy part, right? Yep. Because if we're changing our business model to no longer start or start at uh the extraction of resources and then manufacturing those, then how do we uh create a thriving economy? Well, we have to find growth in new products and new places. So, you know, as I've said, designing products that have longer life cycles, uh, doing the repair and assembly, using less toxic materials, uh, moving from products to services. Now, this is an interesting thing that I'll explain a little bit better. If you are, for example, somebody who sells um, equipment, uh, piece of machinery that you could use in your home, a tiller, uh, things like this, a saw, lathe, things like that. And, um, and the whole model of that business is based on selling those products. Now, if I were to go and buy a chainsaw and I, cause I had to cut down my tree, right? I would buy it, I would use it. And then it would sit in my cupboard 
for a very long time. It pro- you know, who knows? It could be a decade again until I used it. You know, if it was another, say it was a sewing machine that the company made, and I sew once every five years, but I could go and I could, I could buy from them, but I could also rent one from them, or I could take a workshop from them. If I was, if you had a company that sold woodworking materials, teach the classes. You can have those products for sale, but rent them, have classes, have classes on how to report, pair them, have classes on, you know, just how to use them, how to be a better seamstress, those types of things. That's what I mean, shifting from products to services. And this is something that people can do in many, many businesses, not just the ones that I've, I've given the examples. There's also, you know, switching subjects now, but there's also the idea of local distribution. I mean, people are taking mushroom waste or waste from shells from other industries and now making products from that. So it doesn't mean that we have to go backward in any way. We can go forward, but we just have to be very conscientious of how we do these innovations. We want to build smart systems. So if you're building a house, which we want beautiful houses, then build it so that it can think. It can say, oh, this room isn't being used. I'm going to turn off all the lights. I can turn down the heat right or the heat can be turned down right now because we don't need to have a room heating when nobody's in it. These are all innovations that are forthcoming and available right now. We just need to move. We need to accept them and move forward in them. When the crisis hit, companies like The Gap and I think their other one is Urban Outfitters, right? They turned around and just went to their workers that have been already produced their spring line and were ready to ship and said, we're canceling orders. So those are, those articles of clothing are out there sitting in the warehouse. And those people who were working for them are no longer producing any clothes. They're not working on summer 2020 clothing, which means that nobody's making the clothes, which means nobody's making the thread, which means nobody's pulling the cotton, means nobody's planting the cotton. And we have seen all of that, those stories coming up in our news. You know, it's happening with food too, right? Not enough uh, people needing onions because they're not eating out as much, right? So that piece means that whatever our business relies on, and this is where we have to do our individual work. And again, it's it's not a thing that we we can do because it brings us pleasure to do it, although for me it does. We have to do this out of our own sustainability, our own ability to be resilient and weather this thing that we're now all in, the storm that we're all in. And it means that we have to do a an assessment of our place in that supply chain and or our client's place. And we have to create a system map. It can be very easy, just draw it out by hand. It does not need to be something fancy done with AutoCAD. Think about where you are in your own supply chain. Cellhound, who I've mentioned uh, before, and we did a show on it a while ago, We're at the end of the supply chain. We actually, our app stops people from putting 
their secondhand clothing items or fashion items into the landfill. It helps them recirculate those items back into the economy, make a little bit of money and get it back into the hands of somebody that's going to use it. So if we were to do this, you know, we, we are dependent on that piece. So anybody who's listening to this needs to create the system map and they map and they have to look at the risks associated with breaks in that chain and just know that right now we're not feeling so much okay there are many people who are feeling this clearly but in terms of being able to access goods and services because everything we've got right now has already been made and distributed and and but it's then it's farther back than that so do your risks analysis which i can help people with imagine how you might adapt this is where you have to be as as a business really nimble and then start to shift your business model this will build in the circular economy principles i mean it's just naturally going to happen and that's the part that is the difference between you know, pre-COVID-19 and after COVID-19, the principles that a circular economy are teaching have to be embraced now for survival. You know, COVID-19 part has really just kind of put a spotlight on how incredibly dependent we are on this supply chain that goes from one part of the world to the next part of the world, you know. So there's a huge opportunity for us to now imagine and understand what it's going to take to live within the bounds of this planet. And we've all seen the pictures of LA looking so clear and able to see the mountains where it hasn't been like that in 30 years. And in you know Beijing and and how waterways are cleaning up. And it's not insignificant for that to happen because it allows us to imagine what it could be like. People who look down in the waterways in Venice and can now see the bottom of the of the canal, they are they're never going to forget that. Particularly the younger generation, they're going to say, "Are you kidding me? This is what we could have had all along. It's so beautiful, I never knew." They're going to fight for that now. So this is an opportunity for us to repair this broken system. And I know that people are excited, particularly listeners, are by that hopeful uh, um, optimism. But in the meanwhile, we have to, as businesses, consider how are we going to survive. But when you're looking at fossil fuels, it's like we just don't want to use fossil fuels for running things that are inconsequential. We want to keep oil for things that it's really, really, really important for us to keep it around for because there are not alternatives for everything that we do. I mean, I don't know whether we can make all the medical equipment that we need right now without using plastics that are fossil fuel derived. We have to have that essential ingredient to help us at least weather this circumstance and probably others. So let's keep the plastic use for that, the, the fossil fuels for that, and not for us getting our strawberries at Costco. Let's use those plastics and let's revert those to other goods. 
Yep. All right. Cool. Well, do you have anything that you want to uh, close this off with? Any final tips? Anything that businesses can do? This is your homework is do a system map. And again, just draw it out. You can whatever, whatever your favorite way is, and just start to think about that supply chain in your place or your customer's place in it. And, and then look at really carefully at the risks associated with those chains of supply. You can definitely reach out to me. I can help you imagine how you might adapt. And we've got to start shifting your business model to something that's going to be more sustainable. Well, that's what absolutely. it is. And I'm available. I'm a, I'm a sustainable business consultant. So I'm available. And you can go to my website, DebraLindsay.com. You can find me on LinkedIn. Thanks for listening. To stay in the loop on the latest clean and circular economy products and innovation, sign up for the newsletter on earthybee.com.